everybody. It's Juliet. And this is GV. What's going on, everyone? Happy New Year. Happy Decade. Whole new decade, too. I um, Thanks for riding with us now. 2020. Let's go. Definitely. Let's chase these goals. Um, happiness, blessings, prosperity to all of you guys. And as bro said, we want to thank you guys for hanging with us um, so far in 2019. Um, and hopefully this, this year is going to be big and it's going to be one that, you know, we can definitely, um, provide you with a lot of the tools and resources you need to become exceptional Haitian Creole speakers. Absolutely. Happy, happy new year. We know that we took, um, quite a break for about a month or so from recording our episodes. Um, this does not mean that we have not been hard at work. We have been hard at work. Um, you know, there's more going into it um, than we anticipated. Um, but we definitely promise you that sure. we are working very hard to ensure that we are bringing you the best experience. As some of you guys may have seen we were supposed to have our official launch on January 1st, and we also pushed that back um, till further notice. Sooner than later, um, we'll definitely have a date for when that launch will happen. Um, and and we hope that, you know, you're still involved in the Alphabet Challenge, which we also brought back, um, you know, and we hope that you'll keep hanging with us until the launch. See, that's actually exactly what we spoke about on the first episode when we tell you when we told you guys that um, we often go back and pretty much go through the whole content, and mm -hmm. if we're not like fully satisfied with what it is, we'll go back and just we'll scratch the whole thing and start over. Yeah, and so that's technically we had another one of those, and of course I was blamed for it this time around. Yeah, you're the CEO, um, but. Um, I promise, yo, it's just that we're trying to really bring in something that we both can be proud of and something that we know you guys can truly use um, and benefit from. So that's why we're really just doing a uh, due diligence to uh, bring you guys the best possible product. And we know it's not going to be perfect, but with that first, the first punch better be the best. We, we want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward for you guys. Um, of course, with your feedback, um, we're always going to work to make it better and better and better um, and to, you know, m maximize on your experience as learners. Um, but as bro was saying, you know, we were actually putting ourselves in your shoes, the learners, right? Um, I speak more than one language i'll say um bro he also speaks what you're on uh, what are you three don't languages talk about me like that no okay so you, bro speaks three languages i speak more than zero languages no um, sis you got what well, like five sis yeah it's, it's, yeah so, so i speak more than zero languages with like, that, no with look that look oh said, hold up like let me speak for all the listeners right now like we want honesty so the wasn't listening. I said more than zero. Am I being? Yes, am I being dishonest by saying it's more than zero? Yes, but can we be a little bit more specific? 
Ma'am. More than one? Ma'am. Can we be a little bit more, more than- specific? Yo, she speaks five languages and yeah. I think it's six. Well, including okay, English, I think go. it's six. Yeah, there you go. So I knew I was getting it wrong one way or another because, you know, at it's, some point you just stop counting. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to stop at 10. I want to stop at 10. And then I'm good done. for you. But let me just say it like I only speak three languages because I absolutely had to. Like literally absolutely had to. So and most Asians, you know, living in the U.S. probably speak three probably i'm even four nowadays so i would say like four. most of my friends like i'm the only one that only speak three languages yeah but i think i think most well a, a good handful of haitians they'd speak english french creole and spanish i'm coming for that spanish probably be yeah. the year 2000 2030 let's see <laughs> Let's yeah, go. that's already on my list. I'm trying to grab Portuguese and Italian. You go right Maybe ahead, Maybe get me some man. Arabic. Best of luck. Yeah. Um, but all to say, we, you know, we, we, given our experiences, and my experience was different from GVs, of course. Right. I lived in a foreign country. I mean, for myself as well, I low-key had no choice either. Um, but, you know, our experiences were different in how we learned whatever languages we had to learn. Um, and so what we try to do is put ourselves in the shoes of the learner, right? If we were the learner, is this the experience that we find would be more effective for us? And if we're realizing that as learners, whatever we're putting together is not as effective, then we kind of have to go back um, take a couple of steps back and say, okay, how can we make this better so that when we do launch it and we make it available for you all, our listeners and our supporters and our family at this point, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are giving you guys the best experience. Absolutely. Um, so definitely stay tuned. So just as a review, um, our first episode, we kind of introduced ourselves and, you know, you learned a little bit about us, about the inspiration behind Voisin. Episode two was one that pulled on, you know, the heartstrings. Um, that was um, a tribute to Madame Linda. Um, and that's her name, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I didn't want to forget. Um, but a tribute to Madame Linda and basically the inspiration behind the word Voisin and we thank you guys so much for your feedback um, on that episode, um, you know, and and, you know, how touched you guys were, how inspired you guys were. And, and we really hope that, um, you know, even for those who didn't give any fat feedback, that it it was a source of inspiration for you. These the next couple of episodes and it's going to be broken up into a couple of parts. Um, because we really want to start talking about some of the social issues surrounded that surround Haitian Creole. Um, you know, these are some of the things that we found were issues, um, as we were even putting this together, this is, this is what caused part of what caused it to be together, to be put together. Um, and so we're just going to kind of go through them episode by episode um and so you know we really want to hear your thoughts 
Um, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, any comments, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, either leave us a review on, you know, the podcast platform that you're tuning in on or even hashtag voisin and um, give us your feedback. Give us your questions about these social issues and we'll definitely cover them on, you know, later episodes of the podcast. Um, the first social challenge associated with Haitian Creole that we're going to talk in today's episode talk about in today's episode is the fact that Haitian Creole is recognized and actually an official language, but it's not as accepted. And, um, you know, we, when was it, bro? Was that like in our first week um, when we launched the social media platforms? Yeah. Um, we actually ran like a true or false and yeah. we said French uh, Creole, Haitian Creole is French slang, true or false. Right. And y'all, it was interesting how many people actually thought it was slang. That's yeah. number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, I found it. I mean, I, it made me proud, but I also found it hilarious. People were big mad. At even the fact that that was a thought mm -hmm. that Haitian Creole is French slang. And the reality is Haitian Creole is an official language. Um, I have a friend of mine who studied linguistics and what the way she explained it was that Haitian Creole started off as a patois. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, is And that's what we might consider slang. It started off as a form of patois and then it became creole which is th then what helped it transition into an official language mm -hmm. so um yeah we're gonna just kind of break that down um for today's episode and kind of go through the history of haitian creole language so i mean the first thing that comes to mind when we hear haitian creole is what other language bro french french um but the reality is like there there are so many more roots to haitian creole um haitian creole first and foremost it has latin roots right it's mm -hmm. beyond the french it's the latin roots um that it stems from so you know there's research that asserts that haitian creole is made up of portuguese it's made up of spanish and you'll find yes. that certain words um they are closely connected to actually the spanish language yeah um you know, closely related to other Latin languages in Haitian Creole, which makes sense because, um, you know, given that Haiti Hispaniola at the time was colonized by the French and also colonized by the Spanish, it makes sense that it would have influence by these European countries that speak Latin languages. Of course, right? absolutely. Then we have our indigenous people which is our taino and i think didn't aren't weren't they like arawak wasn't that the the arawak tribe in hispaniola as well bro i can't really remember exactly i know you taino might be was right there. but i i need to look that up i don't want to confirm that because i honestly don't remember yeah i i know for sure the taino um 
yeah indigenous people were in haiti yeah yeah so part of haitian creole is comprised of the taino language Mm-hmm. And then the next we have is that of our African roots, yeah. which is really interesting, bro. Um, and I'm still trying to figure this all out. Um, the only reason why I have not done that ancestry thing dot com is only because there's, you know, there are talks about how they sell your your DNA to the FBI. And I'm just trying right. not to be in that number. However, um, you know, I've always been really interested to see, you know, where where our language is rooted from and also where our culture is rooted from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've heard about um, us coming from what Western Africa, mm-hmm. if I have my geography correct. Um, but yeah, I I I've learned from my studies that we have come from Benin what is currently Benin and yes. also areas in Ghana. Um, I've been told that we have many, our language has many similarities. Um, the The syntax of our language, how we speak, it, it's very similar to that of Ghanaians, especially. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, our Haitian Creole language is made up of African dialect, um, the language of our indigenous people, um, and also our um, what we call our colonizers, um, the, the the European colonizers, um, and so research asserts that when the slaves came into contact with their slave masters, there needed to be a way for them to communicate, mm-hmm. and so Haitian Creole became that form by which there was a common communication between the two. Um, so from there, after, and we're talking what, 17th, 18th centuries, that it, you know, it came to be more developed. And then you have the 1940s, President Eli Lisko, did yeah, I get it right? Lisco, yes. He's now by that time trying to standardize the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing that there are some developments of the orthography of the language. And when you're referring to when we refer to the orthography of a language, we're talking basically the syntax, the the makeup, the the alphabet, so on and so forth of a language. That's the orthography. And then by 1970. By those times, you know, we had more rules associated with the language. Um, And then by 1987, our constitution in Haiti made Haitian Creole an official language alongside French. It was official. Um, The challenge, however, is that it may not feel official in spite of the fact that it is official. Right. It's a really good so, point. And and this is something we were we were talking about not too long ago. Um Haitian and I mean even in my experience growing up, I noticed that French is more if you want to show that you're more educated, if you want to show that you're more high class, you're the elite. It's like an elitist approach to speaking language to speaking 
a language and even, you know, watching, you know, some of the, the, the Haitian movies, you notice that they'll speak, they'll speak Creole, but they give a French, they give a French, uh, uh, taste to it to even speak Creole. I have a Creole. perfect example for that. Um, mm-hmm. you will even in speaking, um, Creole, you'll see, you know, you hear someone say Jésus instead of mm-hmm. Jésus, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the correct way of saying it is Jésus, but I mean, saying it that way socially shows that, you know, you're not educated enough and you're not able to pronounce your word, but it's really the French, you know, connotation that's been carried over. It mm-hmm. has more of a social impact to it because, you know, being able to, I guess, display or show or carry carry from your conversation that, you know, French undertone shows that, you know, you speak French and you are educated or why not. So that's definitely um, probably one of the biggest social issues right now with the language. I mean, even, and we've laughed about this several times, but my name is French. Okay. My name is Juliette. Mm-hmm. It is French. Um, my grandparents, my Haitian grandparents, they call me Juliette. And, you know, my my parents, especially my mother, absolutely hated it, you know. Um, and I remember even growing up and we would always correct my grandparents and say, no, Lirile Juliette. And I mean, in all honesty, my name is French. But I mean, when I when I took Spanish or I went to Spain or Puerto Rico, when they asked me for my name, I didn't say Juliet. I said Julieta. So why not when I'm interacting with someone who's Haitian and they ask me what my name is? My name is Juliet. That's that's technically what it is. Right. Um, but, you know, I think and and I don't know where we missed it, but we are so I, I think. Maybe we still try to we when we think of our European roots, that's where we believe more of the sophistication or the 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 more of the the social status comes from versus, you know, that black, more black part of us, which is, you know, representative of our roots. You know, when you hear Creole, you hear, you know, our African dialect coming out in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's this big, and I, I find it to be an issue that we're trying to separate ourselves so much from who we really are. Like Haitian Creole is a beautiful language, just the way it is. It, it truly is. And I think it's a lack of understanding, a lack mm-hmm. of education, because um, I think for most people, they struggle with the concept of if this language that we speak is so closely affiliated to French, then is it really a yeah. language of its own? But mm-hmm. really, if you are one of these people, I want you guys to look up how languages actually work. Yeah. Um, because truly, the, I mean, the only true language in, in that aspect would be like Latin. Otherwise, yeah. everything else comes from something, right? And it's developed and languages don't stay 
what they are they develop they evolve and they become more complex and you know yep. they call for more rules and regulation and grammar and vocabularies and all of that stuff and that's the same process that just about every other you know um well spoken languages have gone through and that's the same you know um transformation that our beautiful language have gone to if you truly mm-hmm. understand the concept of languages i mean if you try to look up you know spanish and um even italian English. i mean yeah big time I, i don't know if i've said this here but i mean being in school one thing was that i would i would even just learn in english in school i remember i was in high school um I would be scoring really high on my English test because most of the words were French words. Mm-hmm. So while I had trouble just conversing with like my classmate, I was scoring really well on my test because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that word means. Yep. And from there, I was able to, you know, really pass my classes and, you know, score really well on my English test just for that. So... And it's not the first time. I mean, when you look at, you know, Spanish and, and Italian or Portuguese, all of this language, they, they share so much. And it's the same thing, you know, uh, um, way for language. Yes, it comes, it's, it might be heavily influenced by, uh, um, by French. But at this point in 2020, saying that uh, um, Creole is a... Uh, um, The pathway of of French or is broken down French is no longer acceptable. Yeah, like, it, and it we shouldn't be too, acceptable. Right, right. We have too many. Uh, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, proof rather to show that mm-hmm. uh, we know better now. Okay, that's not even up for debate. Asian Creole is a full blown language, and it's not. And I think- uh, I think it's just taken it's 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 it it's just grown its own wings if I'm being honest you know right. looking at the resolution that was passed by Academie Creole especially um and this is one thing you guys will find um whether you guys are already you already know creole or um you might even learn creole through us there I know years ago there was always the, what is it? The contraction with the dash or the apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those do not exist anymore. And, you know, I know you and I, bro, we've had these conversations like how on earth do they not exist? Like how am I supposed to unsee the dash and the apostrophe after it being there for all of these years? How do people unsee that? And even now, people still use that dash. People still use that apostrophe. Even myself, sometimes without thinking, I'll use it. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. second nature to us. Yeah. But the reality is, the resolution passed by Académie Creole, it says that they do not need to be used. So, for example, I swear does not have a dash or an apostrophe. I is a separate word within it, of itself. Mm-hmm. You know? And so... That really goes to show, you know, I think for us, because we're so programmed, even using Latin languages to bringing words together, making sure that two words are connected in some way using an apostrophe or a dash or whatever it is, a comma or whatever punctuation we use. 
now you have Haitian Creole, which really has taken its own wings and said, listen, this is how our language is going to be presented. Yes, mm-hmm. English might use apostrophes. French might use it. We might have commas this way or commas this way. But these are the rules that dictate how we're going to also use punctuation and how we're going to incorporate it in our language. And that literally shows Haitian Creole has its own wings and it's flying all by itself. You know, it no longer. And I remember even um, to add to your point about, you know, Haitian Creole not it should not be considered a uh, uh, jargon français. When we actually posted that, I think someone on Facebook said, um, you know, um, um, français son jargon, jargon latin. Right, right. And, and the reality is, like, and, and for those who do not speak Haitian Creole, basically that person said, true or false, French is a Latin slang. And that, if we're saying that Haitian Creole is French slang, then yes, French, Italian, Spanish, those are all Latin slangs as well. That's right. That's so right. That's yep. We we need to give the credit where it's due. Yeah. And trust me, I understand like we the language is going through so much transformation and we still expanding and developing the language and living in that time, I can understand that, you know, maybe someone wondering and I look, no, no issue if you thought that way, but I'm saying in 2020, we know better now. We understand, at least I hope this episode kind of now walk you guys to, you know, how languages actually work and how they are developed. And so every language from English, French, you know, all those major Spanish, all those major, they've gone through where Creole is right now. Maybe mm-hmm. that was like, you know, 100, 200 years ago, but they've gone mm-hmm. through that process, right? And so yeah. I understand living in that time, it may be a little bit confusing for, for you, but I, I promise you, Creole is a full-blown language. And, full-blown language. Um, it's still expanding and developing and obviously we're going to be do our best you know working closely with the um the academy to bring you guys um all the latest up update on you know the way you know things or i mean all the latest update on you know what's being implemented within the language definitely haitian creole is and and we also need to look at it as just a beautiful language with and of itself. Haitian Creole is beautiful, just as it's pronounced, just as it's spelled. You know, um, I've I've told bro this joke, my mother, when I speak Creole just the way it is, she'll say, mm. Um and the reality is it's because it's a it's a deviation away from the French pronunciation. Right. Um but we need to see um, I love you, mom, by the way. Hi. Um, don't be mad at me. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we need to look at Haitian Creole as a beautiful language. You know, it's like, I don't know, even in dating parents and their children, right? Um, things that may not be the most popular within a person, that thing that makes them different, that's what makes them 
the most special that what that's what makes them the most beautiful and that's what makes them the most attractive and and lovable by friends family um companions associates and so on and so forth in the same sense with Haitian Creole because it's so different and it's so unique we need to love that language and we need to appreciate it and value it just as it is absolutely and yeah. really the biggest challenge for us is really promoting that right so um, social media is one of the biggest tool we use you know as a society right now and so we it's on me and you uh, to mm -hmm. start you know watching over you know the way we spell words on there and the way we communicate with each other because you'll see people really do spend the time in spelling things the right way whenever they you know are in English or whatever other languages then when it comes to Creole they just write whatever they do whatever that's they want, not yeah. helping no, I know we do the whole thing with the apostrophe. That is something that, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to be, you know, mindful of it because the changes were made. I need to adjust myself and really spell things the right way and make sure I'm, you know, respecting all the grammar rules and all of that. For those of you that aren't aware of, you know, what's out there and how things should be, that's what Voisin is there for. Um, but definitely, sure you know. if you know better, you have to do better because that's how Absolutely. you will help really pushing that forward. Absolutely. All right. So um, this was definitely um, an eye opening conversation. And we hope that you will tune in for our next episode. We definitely want to continue this discussion with you. Let us know what you think. Um, once again, hashtag Boisin. Um, or hashtag Voisin LMS. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram as Voisin.LMS. We're on Twitter as Voisin underscore LMS. We are also on LinkedIn. Um, so be sure to follow us. Um, stay tuned for what we have coming up. Um, and also let us know your thoughts about um, the origins of the language and some of these social issues that are surrounded by speaking the Haitian Creole language. All right, guys. Nice. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Wazen. All right, Juliet, signing out. Ciao, ciao.